Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the new quarantine cabin in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here every single day with your Freed by Noon episodes. That's right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every single day. And all you got to do is tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, friend, friend. That's all you got to do. Tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, we'll take them here on the Freed by Noon podcast. That's right. And if you get a minute, I'm putting up videos every single day on YouTube. Hi, YouTube land. If you're not on YouTube, go check it out. We're having a grand old time just dancing along to the quarantine madness. That's right. So get on YouTube, subscribe. My Instagram, I'm putting on little bits on there. So go like and tag people. Tag, tag, tag a bitch. Just let people know what we are doing here because every week, Every week, we want to get a little bit bigger. Freed by noon. It's every day. Freed by noon. It's every day. Because when you're sitting at home wondering what you're going to do today, it's got to be a freed by noon. You don't even gotta pay. Freed by noon. We always slay. Boom. Go hit up that subscribe button. Let a friend know. We're gonna do your emails. Coronavirus rant of the day. We got quick hit questions. We got a poem from our poet. Let's do it. Hey, Jared, huge fan of your daily COVID podcast. I have a question that my friends and I are debating that I want your perspective on. How will your average single man behave after this quarantine is over? As soon as we're able to go to bars again, will they all just try to get laid as much as possible by as many women as possible? Will they all turn raging fuckboys since many of them haven't been laid in months? Or will... Will they change for the better and come out of quarantine actually looking for a serious relationship? Dying to have a man's perspective on this. Appreciate your thoughts. I I don't understand. This question assumes that men weren't trying to get laid by every woman in every bar across this great nation of ours before we started this quarantine. What do you think? They were all looking, you know, people aren't going in to the quarantine a different person than they came out. I don't care what meme you see of notice the change in the world. Maybe the world we're going back to isn't the one one we want to come back to the one we left. No, 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 no. That's not what's going on. Everyone's going to go back to the same person they were. And the guys at the bars that were trying to get laid are still trying to get laid. And the ones talking to you on Instagram, the ones talking to you on the dating apps, they're all trying to get laid for when they're out of it or maybe still while they're in it. It's not, this isn't a Christmas carol. None of your guys that you're talking to on DM or on dating apps are getting visited by the ghost of fuckboy past. I saw what kind of monster I was. Thank goodness my ghost of my past showed up. That's not happening. The ghost of loneliness future isn't coming to visit them. And you will be masturbating by yourself under your covers. That's not what's going on. 
if anything, what's going to happen after this is a lot of people right now are writing promises their ass can't fucking cash. So a lot of you are talking just like you. You're talking to five or six guys on a dating app. You're talking to however many guys you're talking to a dating app is as many girls as they're talking to. And everyone that you've said we should get a drink to, they're saying we should get a drink to. But when push comes to shove and the quarantine get lifted, you're going to have to make a decision. Who do you go out with for beers? Who do you meet up with late night? Who are the people you've put into the boxes that your human brain makes? All of us make boxes. All of us go, well, this guy will be fun to go out with on a Saturday. This guy, I want to get drinks with them. The guys are doing that on the other end too. And honestly, the only thing you can do is own your taste. You can't be sitting there wondering, well, are they going to come out and like as if all these guys are going to just come out penis in hand like, I got to get off right now. I got I to gotta shoot somewhere. That's not what's going on. It's the same guy. All these guys were trying to get laid before. And now they're going to be trying to get laid after. And some of them are going to turn into girlfriends and boyfriends. And some of them are going to turn into people that goes to. That's just the reality of life. I'm sorry. I can't fix that for you. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Hi, Jared. Absolutely love your podcast. And it's keeping me sane while I'm going home for, uh, well, working from home during coronavirus. I need some insight on my last situationship from a man's perspective. This guy and I met at a mutual friend's party and hit it off right away. We spent the night together that night and spent almost every weekend together after that going on dates, hanging out with his friends and just spending genuine time together, getting to know one another. Also, I should note, he's 24 and I'm 27. We live about an hour apart from each other, uh, although I'm moving to his city and he knew that. We hung out and spent a lot of time together for two months. Then he had the, uh, then we had the conversation about where we saw things going. I wanted to be in a committed relationship with him and continue seeing each other, but he didn't want to commit, and he said he couldn't even imagine being in a relationship right now because he wants to keep his options open, so we called off the whole thing. My question is, why do guys take you out, buy you meals, introduce you to their friends, basically treat you like they're their girlfriend, then hit you with the I don't want the relationship. Keep off the honesty and hilarious commentary. Well, this is a, a, a tale as old as time. Well, how does the song go? A tale as old as time. He cuddles you to sleep. He takes you to his friends. You drink a White Claw. You don't know if he likes you more. He says he can't commit. There's too many options out there. He needs to get laid by different chicks every night. Here's the thing. What I... I, I I, I understand your predicament. I, I, I understand why does he take you out? Why does he, you know, meet your friends? I think the problem is twofold. One, right now, the options to meet people are so much easier than they used to be. It used to be that to really be a guy who's out on the town who has options at his fingertips, he has to really be out. He has to leave the house. To meet new people, he has to go to the bar. He's got to go to the party. He's got to go and be sociable. The real reality of it is we've taken all of the effort and all of the things you need to do out of the game. You can meet new people while taking a dump. 
So if you can meet new people while taking a dump, the girl you're with and the you know that you're treating so right, you can go. Eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss this away because I can just uh, the alternative is shitting and costing me no money. And I know that might not make a lot of sense, but think about um, the you know in every step of the relationship, a guy has to make a decision between more responsibility and less responsibility. Do I want to go with the friends? Do I want okay? Do I want to go? You know the the move in is coming. I just moved in with my girlfriend. Okay, I had to make decisions. Along the way, do you opt in, opt in, opt in, opt in, knowing that another decision is coming? Moving in is, it's not like I moved in and now, now tomorrow, ah, okay, no one's going to ask any more questions. No, the, tomorrow the questions will be, so when do you get engaged? When does the next thing happen? When I moved in with my girlfriend, all girls look at me and they go, congratulations. You know what guys say? All right, you had a good run. That's, what, that's the difference. So look at the perspective, very different perspectives. So the idea of when do you, why would he go on the dates? He's doing this all because that's the only way he knows how to get laid. That's the, no, the only way he knows how to court you and to get you into, and then and that's the only way he knows how to try if this whole thing is working out. Hmm, do I like how this feels to be in a relationship? Uh, not really. I'd rather be shitting meeting somebody new. So it's, it's, it's not... There's no, I, I, I don't mean to put this on you, but you got to say, okay, am I enjoying myself? I, am I having a good time? Or am I living at home and move, living an hour away and waiting till my move-in so that my move-in is a little bit easier in the future? Hint, hint. It goes both ways. But I, I do think a lot of guys um, are going through the motions of what's it like to be in a relationship before getting into it? And then realizing Hey, the next step, if I dip my toe in the water, it's not dipping a toe. You don't just go in, okay, we're committed. Well, the next step is, well, why aren't we going on vacation? Why aren't we moving in? Why aren't we taking the next step? Costing money, costing money, costing money, deeper, deeper, deeper. Death. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Quarantine Dilemma. I've been dating my boyfriend for a little over four months and everything was growing great, even with this whole pandemic shit show. Both of us are considered essential workers, so we keep going to work every day and keep seeing each other. Until this week where he suddenly decided that he does not want to see me anymore and wants to stay at his place. He told me that he doesn't want to jeopardize his job and that he's just trying to make the right smart decision and he is torn. He has been super stressed out and paranoid about this whole thing and I have been more calm to the extent that he thinks I am not stressed enough which is okay since everyone deals with the stress chaos differently. Under pressure, I tend to close off and pour everything inside, uh, pour everything inside, which might come off as no fucks given attitude, but inside I am boiling pot at all times. My question is, since there is no blueprint for these times, how do I deal with this? I have been in this dilemma of being mad at him and being mad at myself for being mad at him, if that makes sense. I, I just don't know what the protocol is. Why is he all of a sudden feels uncomfortable? Am I being irresponsible or irrational? Should I let him be comfortable and do his thing and ride this thing out? I love him so much, and the last thing I want is for him to put uh, be in an uncomfortable situation. Thanks for all you do bringing us the ha's. Um, I would say that since you're both essential workers that's a lot of stress you're going into work during a time 
where you also have this thing hovering over your head. Did I like get in contact with the wrong person? You said, did I did I shake the wrong person's hands? Did I get in the wrong elevator? Um, is my job gonna be there tomorrow? Am I if I get sick, will they find someone new to replace me? I can understand the stress he's feeling. I would say um, the 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 one thing you can do is you have to own that you like him. You're enjoying him. When this thing ends, this thing ends. I mean, you have to you have to judge you what you're what you want out of this. Are you in a what's the what's the thing you want? Are you, you just want him to say I care about you and I love you and when we get through this whole thing, things will go back to normal? Or are you saying, well, what's the next step? Are we not together? Are we still together? You know, I I think with your email. I think everyone's dealing with this in their own ways, and I think the stress of your job is is very difficult. I think having to go into work every day is also stressful, and how you deal with it, and and I think the conversation needs to be, I am cool, because when you say to him, I want you to stay over, then he takes that as an attack. I want you, why aren't you staying over anymore? Well, I I feel really stressed out about this. I want to go home, go to sleep, be ready for the day, and go out into the world that is madness right now. You have to respect that. And he, you, and, but, but if you say to him, well, I want to have a sleepover, I could understand him looking at you going, you're not taking this seriously because now you're attacking the way he's taking it. So I think it's time to back off. I think judging someone by the things that the way they're taking care of themselves during this isn't the right way to go. The way to go is, hey, I haven't seen you in a week and it makes me feel bad. That's a different way to go. It makes me feel bad when I don't see you for two weeks. How can we fix that? He'll say to you, well, with my job, I'm not looking for excuses. I'm looking for how do we fix that? How do you and I get to see each other more often because we've stopped that? I understand. Your job's stressful. My job's stressful. We still have to go in. How do we fix that situation? If his answer is we don't, then you guys want different things right now. You want a different type of relationship than each other. Do we understand this? So I think when you make it about this is the, the problem with the quarantine and the virus and all this stuff. It's hard to distinguish between is this an excuse to not deal with this right now or is this uh, something, you know, it, you know, or is this the reality? Is, is he really stressed out? And I think you have to take people at their word. Understand, own how you feel. I feel I still like you. All right, great. I also feel I don't see you enough. All right, we got to take care of that. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Love the podcast and the advice you give. I've been talking to this guy for a few weeks from a dating app. Because of Corona, we're both in different states, so we've never gotten to meet. But we FaceTime a lot and we text every day. He always initiates. I know he's serious about this because he's told me without me trying to have any conversation about it. That, that, that's not true. Yeah, that's, he knows that you think that. No, 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 the, no, you, 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 what are we talking about here? He knows I, this is, that's all word service. That's lip service, baby. That's not for real. So just saying that he's, listen, don't make him more than what he is. He's done the FaceTimes. He's talking, he's texting you every day. That's great. But don't go, I know this is serious because he's told me. Yeah, well, you know, I've told, I've told people a lot of things. I've told people uh, I'm done eating and then had a second dinner. So, you know, what, 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 you know, easy to say. 
He's a great guy and we click really well. I feel super comfortable around him and he's attractive. But I don't feel excited about him or super into the idea of dating him. But wish I did. I want to feel that spark, but I don't. I think it might be different if I saw him in person, but it's hard to know. Do you have any advice for me? I don't want to lead him on, but I also don't want to lose a great guy who I have a connection with. Thanks so much. Stay safe. Um, I would say I think you need to pull back. I think there's, the you know, I... I, I do think that if you're already thinking this, well, I don't feel a spark, and if I see him in person, maybe that will change. I, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I know that he's after you because he does feel a spark in his pants. So know that. Know that he wants to fuck you. That's why I said in the beginning... You don't know how into this he is. You know, and I, and I think a lot of this stuff, like like the show Love is Blind. Love is Blind, everyone. Uh, we talked about it on the You Up podcast, my other podcast. If you go check it out, we did a Love is Blind um, re-thing. Re you know, we, we went over the whole season of Love is Blind. And it was interesting that Jordana and I, when we spoke about it, it was interesting that it kind of, play it made guys into better guys and it kind of put women in a bad position because when guys are left with zero with a finite amount of options again they can't go on the toilet take a shit and meet someone new in five minutes so when they're left with seven women to choose from and they can only talk to those seven women they will go holy shit i gotta go to these seven women let's the, the, I know the one. I know the exact one. No other options. We're getting engaged. And when the women are left to it, they go, well, I, I, I don't want to be the only woman that doesn't get engaged out of the seven. And they go along to get along. So I think there's a lot of people right now, you're so caught up on this one guy that you're maybe not getting caught up on someone else that does give you the spark. I think you can say to him, I, if I were you, I would say, hey, this has been really cool. I've been enjoying texting with you. I think we should back off a little bit until we can. there's a chance for us to get together because I'm not really – I'm feeling more of a friend thing right now than I am a romantic thing. And maybe when that time comes, we can get together, get a drink, and maybe that will change for me. But I'm not going to keep texting with someone every day that is a friend match without them knowing that. Because he thinks – every guy thinks if you're returning his text, you want to fuck him. And, and I'm not saying that in a – they're not like coming after you or waiting outside your door. I'm saying this in the, and I know it sounds bad, but I'm saying this in what, to hopefully the most safe way to understand it. This guy isn't talking to you because he's like, well, maybe we could be book reading pals. No, 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 no. He's talking to you because you make him feel like a man. You make him feel good. You make him feel like he is achieving you. You probably way hot for him if you're saying, well, I don't really feel the spark. And he's like, I need you every day. I don't care if we live states away. So I think being more upfront with, hey, this has been a lot of fun talking. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Why don't you text me when we're done with this whole thing? I'm feeling more of a friend thing right now, and I don't want to text every day with someone I'm feeling a friend thing with. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do a couple more emails. I'm a 27-year-old dude on dating apps looking for a real relationship. As my first dating app picture, the one women see first when swiping, should I put a hot 
shirtless picture from post-workout or a normal Facebook profile kind of picture. My name is in my email. Please don't say it. I don't say names on the podcast. Don't put the shirtless picture first. Don't put it out because every girl knows that everything a guy does, he does because he thinks he's hot. Like you, you want to say, I, I, you want a picture that both your mom and sister and your friend would go, boom. The shirt off picture is a little, you're saying a lot with it. Look at me. I know it looks good post-workout. Just did 30 crunches and a bunch of push-ups. Yeah, I didn't count because I know it's a lot. Like, you don't, that's not going to be a fun game. You want to let them do the math. You don't want to do the math for people because that's a douche. A douche looks at, the, uh, looks at the bill and goes, 20% of that is uh, $15. That's how much you give if they hand someone else the check. They hand someone else a check. If you do the math for them, you go, they go, eh, yeah, I, I, I know how to do math too. So same thing for a dating app picture. A woman can look at you and go, yeah, I, I think I want to see this guy with the shirt off. You don't, you don't feel the need to do the shirt off math for them. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. How do you turn down sexting dirty talk without killing the conversation and connection. I'm not a prude and not opposed to it in general, but I'm just not into the uh, into it with a stranger. I meet uh, if I meet them and and I'm into them, I am game but without meeting. But not without meeting. Let me read this again. How do you turn down sexting/dirty talk without killing the conversation and connection? I'm not a prude and not opposed to it in general, but I'm just about, uh, just not into it with a stranger. If I meet them and I'm into them, I am game, but not without meeting. Here's the, here's the answer to your question. If sexting and dirty talk comes on, comes up during the conversation, they only want to go up from there. That is not going to be the guy. That's not going to be the dude. He's not going to turn around and then all of a sudden be like, well, of course we're going to do a date and dinner. No, 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 The dating apps are to flush out what you want and don't want, not to change someone that you've turned into in your head to the guy of your dreams. Just because their pictures look like a guy you'd be into or the, the things they said before, you know, the oh, they have a brother and a sister and they go to their mammy's house every Sunday for Sunday sauce. They, oh, but now they're going, let me see your titty. They are, let me see your titty guy. They said all that stuff to get you comfortable enough to titty. So don't think you're going back to the land before titty. You're here. You're not going to go down the mountain to base camp. You're going up to titty peak. That's where he wants to go, and he's not going to have his mind changed. And that's where he's trying to go. So the guy who goes, who starts getting sexual, he wants the hangout without the bar talk. He wants the Netflix and chill, not the bar and, uh, you know, small plates, tapas with uh, two glasses of wine, maybe a second, third glass because, you know, we're having a fun time. He doesn't want that. So don't ask how you can change people. Ask Oh, should I leave? Yes, leave. That's not what you want. What I love what you wrote in your email is that I'm not, uh, I'm not a prude and not opposed to it in general. See, this is what, the, what women do a lot of times. They'll be like, well, I'm not a prude. No one's saying you're a prude. 
This guy didn't get what he wants, so he's going to say that you're a prude so that you go, you start questioning your morals and your standards. Don't question those. You know what you feel. You know what you want. And it's that you want to show a titty to someone who deserves the titty. These guys do not. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We have a poem. We're going to do a coronavirus rant of the day. And we're going to do some quick hit questions. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Let me get all stretched out before we get into this. Woo! Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant of the day is about the first picture challenge. If you're not aware, the first picture challenge uh, is couples are posting the first picture they've ever taken with each other taken with each other on Instagram stories. Let me just tell you, that first picture challenge is a lie. You are misleading people. The first picture challenge, they're basically it's first of all, it's all women. There's not one dude posting the first picture. It's all women posting the first picture of them and their boyfriend. And when you put up the first picture of you and your boyfriend, you are basically saying, and and I know you're not saying it because this is the great fun time of the internet and social media. You get to post that and put it up and go, it's just our first picture. It's just our first picture. No, it isn't. It is a lie. It is insinuating that that relationship went from first picture to us living together today. You're not saying any of the trash that came in the middle. You're not even saying whether you're not even the only girl he's been texting on his phone in that first picture. He's got seven other chicks on his phone that he's texting at the same time you guys are arm in arm in the first picture. So when you post the first picture, what you're saying is, this is us, this is our relationship. No, there's no other picture where you post you crying about how he doesn't answer your text on the right amount of time. And there's no picture of you going, well, well, why did I see a dating app still on his phone? There's no picture of you going, well, how come, how come he, how come he doesn't want to go meet my parents yet? There's no picture. I saw someone posted. It was the first picture with a guy. Then it was the second picture with a guy. And then it was their baby. And it's like, and now we have a baby. That's not how it went. It didn't go us on the first date, us on the second date. Now we're married. Let's have a baby. That's not how it went. You are putting a picture out there to show people some sort of perfect linear road towards where you are today. And that's not a real relationship. That is the fakeness of Instagram. That's why people are fed up with your shit. Relationships are like the stock market. They go up and down, up and down, up and down until they either go up to the top or they just go in the middle or they fucking crash. Those are the three options. So don't come up here with your first picture challenge. Also, if the first picture challenge is going to be real, both the guy and the girl should post their first picture. Because if that was the case, the girl would post a picture of them on their seventh date with arm in arm, and his would be her titty. It'd be the first time, because he wouldn't have a picture. If my girlfriend asked me, hey, what's the first picture that you have of us in our phone? I would look down at my phone, and I wouldn't look up until the end of the quarantine. I'd just be looking down. She'd be like, are you, are you okay? Did you find the picture? And it'd be eight weeks later, and I'd go, oh, we're allowed out? I guess, I guess we're done. I guess we can go out into the world. Oh, forget about the first picture challenge. No guy remembers that picture being taken. It's a lie. It's not your real relationship. No relationship is one picture. It's a thousand pictures, and a lot of them involve tears. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can email your coronavirus rant to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com.
Let's go to the quick hit questions. We're already way through this podcast. Let's do the quick hit questions. Uh, hit the music, Shelby. Uh, this ju- How do I politely tell my friends with benefits the novelty has worn off and I want out? So I think you just say, hey, uh, this was fun, but I'm looking for something different. Uh, this was a lot of fun. The whole point of friends with benefits is that you guys are friends with some benefits. So you should be able to look at a friend and go, hey, this was a lot of fun. It's no harm, no foul. I'm going to move on to try and find something better for me. That's all you have to say. Now, if you're looking to take friends with benefits, turn into a relationship, that's a different conversation. That Then you have to say, hey, I, and it can't be, you can't take it personal because you are in a contract that you agreed to. So, hey, this was a lot of fun. I'm enjoying our time together. The only way I can keep doing this is if we're actually dating because I've actually fallen, you know, got feelings for you and I want to see where this could go. If you can't be more, then we both have to end this. Done. No harm, no foul. Is there such a thing as a guy who's just a bad texter? I don't believe so. I don't think anyone's a bad texter. I think when someone says they're a bad texter, uh, that is them elevating themselves above society that's them saying well you know you know those normal pleons are are good at texting because they care a little too much i'm someone who doesn't need my phone no no no, liar we're all 10 percent away from each other nobody's a hundred percent worse at texting than me you might be 10 percent worse than you at texting but they're not a hundred percent worse than you at texting what's your thoughts on someone insisting on meeting up during quarantine I, I, it's, this is a tough one because I don't know your situation, how long you've been quarantined for. Have you been gone from each other two weeks and doing the regular things? Are you leaving the house to go to the, you know, is, do they have a roommate that's a nurse and goes to the hospital every day? You know, these are all very specific situations. I think the whole stay the fuck home mantra is a mistake. I think that puts things in a very broad uh, swath that makes people put their hands up and put their dukes up and try to fight you back because you're fighting them. I think everyone's decision is their own, but I think you have to look at what, if you don't feel comfortable, then that's the only answer to the question. You don't feel comfortable. And if they say to you, well, I got a roommate that comes in and out and I walk, you know, I walk places, but I take a couple Ubers. They obviously don't care about it as much as you do if you're writing in here. So maybe you guys aren't the match. When when all this is safe and over, what are good places to meet men in the wild? Here's my advice to anyone that wants to get off of dating apps. Do activities that you have fun doing. If you're having fun, then you are, and then the people there are having fun, you already have one thing in common. I don't know what makes you have fun. Is going to a bar with a friend and having a couple drinks fun to you? Yeah, that's fun. Then you're going to meet other people who like going to a bar with a friend and have fun with their friends. Is going bowling fun? I don't know if you're from the 1920s and you live in Mayberry. Maybe. Tinder passport free during quarantine. Unrestricted location. Thoughts? So I guess you can put any location you want during the quarantine on Tinder. I think that you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I think anytime you're more than an hour or an hour away from anyone you're trying to date, that person is only trying to date you because you have an escape clause written in your relationship. They can always say, hey, well, you know, you're an hour away and... Uh, I guess God didn't let us be together. Why did my boyfriend shave off his beard? It's itchy. 
uh, that I'm about to shave mine off, I think. I like the look of my beard, but sometimes it's becoming more of a chore than a... I know this, you know, I know I look like the Earth's sexiest man, and I know this beard makes me into a more... an animal, a, a brooding animal, but there's a point where it gets so itchy and so... and food in it and... And it just feels dirtier to me. Like, I, to me, this is my personal opinion. It just feels like I'm sweaty all the time and I can't get the sweat off. How are your parents surviving the quarantine? Um, they're annoying. That's how they're surviving. They're annoying each other. They're annoying me. They're annoying everyone around them. They don't know what, what, what... I don't even know if they live on the same planet as us. That's how they're doing why do two different guys uh, tell me that they've ordered me a birthday gift, but it never shows up? Yeah, because here's a lot of guys are really good at saying the things you want to hear so that you've sucked their dick before they have to be there to deal with the consequences. What's the best way to juggle two girls when one lives in the house across from you? The uh, best way to ju- juggle two girls when one lives in the house across from you. That sounds like a very... Uh, more in depth situation. The best way when the guy, the, the girl lives a house across from you, uh, never bring your phone over there. Can't tell if the guy I'm talking to in quarantine is just a lazy person or just lazy in quarantine. Yeah, you. You're, here's the thing: you're gonna find out more about the people. You just like the quarantine made you learn about the people in your life, the the boyfriends, the girlfriends. The way they get out of quarantine will make you learn things. A lot of you want to know the end of the movie before you get there, and I would say to you, ask yourself, are you enjoying the movie? Are you even having fun talking to these people that you're worried about how they're going to act three months ago? Because you might not be. You might be too worried about getting them to like you when you don't even know if you like them. What's the worst savage dance craze on TikTok or people posting workouts? Um, I like the Savage Dance Craze because I like the song. I can't get it out of my head. The workouts, at least someone might get something out of it. At least there's something teachable. The Savage Dance, where is that going to get you? So I guess the Savage Dance is more annoying even though it's easier to sing. Is the once a cheater, always a cheater thing true? I don't believe so. I think it can be true. It can be not true. I, I think it's all situational. I don't think... I think once a psychopath, always a psychopath. You know, once a low-confidence person, maybe they found more confidence, they figured out who they are, they're better about their self-esteem, then they don't cheat anymore. Have they done... I think, you know, the cheater thing, once a cheater, always a cheater, I think, have they done any self-realizations? Have they looked in the mirror? Once a cheater, always a cheater if they never thought they've done anything wrong. Do they admit to mistakes? Do they talk about their mistakes? A runner and a walker about to cross paths. Who jump into the street to give space to pass? The runner jumps into the street. They're Just by being a runner, they're saying they're more athletic, so they should want the extra workout. The walker is doing that as a utility thing. The runner is doing this for enjoyment for it is not in a utility mode. Appropriate age range for dating. I'm 22. 
If you're 22, I don't think I, I'm not going to be the one to tell you appropriate versus not appropriate. What I will say is, I the 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 problems of a 22 year old are not the same as a 32 year old. I didn't even know. I would say, if you're 22 and you're dating a guy who's 29, I I don't see it going. You know, like I I would just say. I learned so much about myself. I I was a t- completely different person at 22 than I was at 26. So I'll say that, knowing myself. 26-year-old me wouldn't date 22-year-old me. And I think you'll feel the same way about you. Especially guys. Women, you might be, you know, a mature 22, but you've never paid an electric bill. You've never dealt with your 401k. You've never had a boss fire you. You've lived in the unreality of, of, of college, which is a bubble that you think you're an adult, but you're not. You haven't had to work up, wake up at 5 a.m. to get to the gym before work because then after work you have to do drinks with someone that if you don't do drinks with them, then they'll think you're not their friend anymore. See those different trade-offs you have to make as you get older? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Those are our quick hit questions. Let's do our poem and then we will end the show i want to say thank you guys for listening to this show every day all you got to do is tell a friend and here's the thing it's it's me it's me just whispering in your ear here's the importance of this podcast people wonder like why a podcast how do i tell friends this is 40 minutes to put your brain on the shelf while i whisper in your ear i get to take over No more anxieties. No more thinking about your bills. No more thinking about your job. No more thinking about the COVID. No more thinking about the quarantine. No more thinking about the guy who hasn't texted you back. Let Papa JT. To the poem. Hit the music, Shelby. Some people slide into DMs. I'm going to rhyme and give some free gems. It's COVID o'clock 2020. Annoying posts on your feed. There are too many. So you need some fun to make up for the shit. You don't want to think, why'd I wake up for this shit? You want a program that provides knowledge or your last bit of ambition will be demolished. Listen to J-Train. Keep this voice in your ear. It helps reduce your pain, your hurt, or your fear. Your eardrums are cozy, warm, snug, and tight. When J-Train is up in them, you're a luck tonight. Cause you've re- you're going to gonna receive a velvety lecture, dena- dense like some butter and silky smooth texture. Comedy makes long days feel short. It's like tailgating without the sport. If you spend your days laughing at jokes, heeding advice, you'll have no time to mope. Comedy makes anything bearable. That's the lesson to learn from this Corona parable. Listen to J Train and esteemed guest. See if you smile, and that's the supreme test. We're stuck in our homes with too many blahs. We need Freed by Noon to balance the haws. Share this podcast. Spread the laughter. You'll be thanked shortly thereafter. That's our episode. Boom. <laughs>